Welcome to the Garbage Fire Podcast, aka MFKS Radio, on the airwaves dial at 487.52. Your pod is hosted by Kelsey and Megan, who are $50 poorer, but matzo sticks richer. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> um, the Garbage Fire Pod is all about being unironically passionate to the point that you would dive into the dumpster for the things that you love. This is uh, an person. historic occasion. Is our first in-person podcast in a very long time. Like a year and a half. Yeah. It's the last time. Yeah. I remember I was still breastfeeding at that time and it sucked. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. I recall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember just slowly expanding. <laughs> <laughs> and I believe at meet I asked you, am I leaking through my bra? <laughs> you probably don't remember that. I do recall. But I remember I do recall because you also left part of your, like, breast pump apparatus in the sink. Oh, fuck. And then I had to mail it to, yeah, you're like, ah, hey, is this thing there? And I was like, yeah. And you're like, would you mind? I was like, yep, no problem. (laughs) He's like, I have one at home, but like, it's nice to have two. And I was like, all right. Oh, God. Yeah. Did I, I hope I paid you back for that post. I don't know. You did buy $50 (laughs) from the Barbies. I think we're even. (laughs) Of which maybe $20 was consumed. A little bit more, perhaps. I got two orders, monster sticks, two orders, fries. Pickles. Sandwich for Megan, sandwich for me. Too much. Too much. Could have probably had one fries and one matzo sticks. Yeah. And probably been okay. But it was, as you said, a historic occasion. It was. <laughs> it's also historically cold here in Edmonton. Today's January the 12th when I left for work this morning. My car thermometer said minus 38. Yeah. And I said, fuck this. And then I had to go to work anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my kids, bless their hearts... Not enough of them weren't there today. Oh, your ploy didn't work? I mean, it was a project day. So my morning class, there were 15 kids missing my first class. Out of 34, though, so like I still had 19 kids. And then my second class was grade 10 IB, so there were 32 of them there. Yeah. And then my block four class, there's only 26, and it's a 20 IB class, and there were five kids excused, and everybody else was there. Mm. Um, which is fine, but I was just like, come on. Yeah. One of the guys across the hall had one of his like contract observations this morning. He had three kids. Oh <gasps> no. Yeah. He did it anyway. They were like, yeah, I mean, this is, it's scheduled. We're doing it, but yeah, that's yeah, nice. that was a rough, rough go. Three kids is hard to teach. Yeah. Especially when you're planning for fall. And it was funny too, because I've. He's been across the hall from me now for since the beginning of the school year, and, and I've gotten used to his, like, Friday morning routine, and this was not a normal Friday morning, and then I realized there was an observation going on, because um, there was a lot more talking from him, and, like, yeah, stopping and starting of the thing they were watching to explain some stuff than there normally would have been, and I was like, no, mm, fascinating. Mm, there's some teaching going on uh, over here. <laughs> yeah, because I was going to call him and be like, what is, like... You know, are you still trying to get a contract? Like, what's going on over here? And then I'm glad that I didn't because it would have flustered him, like, immeasurably during his three-person observation. And it was supposed to be the principal and the AP, but the the principal couldn't. So So just as well, which is fine because otherwise it would have been three kids and three adults in the room. Yeah, not (laughs) realistic whatsoever. Yeah, anyway, I thought that was pretty funny. Oh, God. Well, tonight, projected minus 54. Yeah. Great news. <laughs> Love living in a place where the air hurts my face. It's good. Mm-hmm. Very happy to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, very happy to not leave my house for two days. Yeah. So excited. Because I don't 
want to go outside. No, as you shouldn't. This, no. this is wrong. I got gas last night. Uh, we went to a Broadway across Canada show at the Jubilee Auditorium, and I got gas on the way home mm-hmm. so that I wouldn't Smart. have to worry about it Come like Monday. Sunday or whatever. Because yeah. I've used since Monday morning like two thirds of a tank mm-hmm. just like to warm up my car and drive in the cold. So I was like, no, I'll get the gas. And man, those three minutes took an hour. Yeah, the worst Awful. parts of my day yesterday were the two times I had to stop for gas on the way here because it was like. I was dressed for it, and it still hurt like hell. Yeah. Up my nose, in my ears. It's always my shit, not my shins, my kneecaps that get really cold first. I don't know <laughs> what's up with that. That's very strange. Right? That's Shouldn't a it weird... be toes or fingers or face? face? Yeah. Kneecaps. <laughs> or, like, face, ears, because, like, your toque isn't quite all the way down or something that's, like, exposed. Kneecaps, hey? Yep. I wonder if that's, like, a... You know how people with, like, arthritis, they can feel it in their joints or whatever? I wonder Ugh. if that's, like, a, a pressure change thing or whatever, and you've I got, I already like... had a breakdown about not being able to eat all of this. I'm not talking about arthritis. <laughs> I just wonder, like... No, I mean an age thing. No, no, but it, some people who have, like, you know, broken bones or whatever can feel weather changes in, like, healed yeah. fracture sites. So I'm not... But, you know, maybe that's your, like... Maybe that's your, your trick. Maybe I was hit by a bus. Didn't know it. Maybe. Regina George. Regina George. Trauma. I mean, she knew Asia. it. She knew that it happened. Yeah. <laughs> she deserved it. Let's be honest here. She's the worst. Uh, we went to see Mean Girls last night. It was great. It was really great. It was very fun. Kelsey and her friend Larissa were sitting not with the main Riva and our friend Jill, but Jill is, she's got a very distinct laugh. And, uh, I could hear it. Yeah. It was a delight, though. The bit in the show... Where she talked about if she was a boy, she'd be called Reginald. Yes. Jill had to suck back that laugh because she was ready to explode. Yeah, that was really And funny. Riva and I were crying. We were laughing so hard at her, not oh, at the thing. Yeah. It was funny. She was hysterical. Yeah. I heard her going nuts when there was the simulated sex scene inside of the mascot. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah she that went, was the craziest yeah. thing i've ever seen in my life yeah. it was so funny it was very funny well it was funny because when the mascot came out i was like why does that mascot look pregnant <laughs> yeah 100 percent. and you're like oh there's somebody in there there's two people in there oh no yeah and now i see what's <laughs> happening great but yeah jill uh she just about lost it and it was really funny mm-hmm. and then riva and i were like crying and then the people behind us were laughing at us. Oh, <laughs> like, it yeah. was the whole thing. Uh, Jill's a treat when there's, like, live theater involved. 100%. Because she really enjoys funny things. And so, like, she'll laugh. And then she'll laugh. And then she'll have, like, a residual laugh. And that's the thing that makes everyone else laugh. Yeah. is her little, like, chuckle at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's enjoying herself enjoying it. Yes. Yeah. And then, and then she's enjoying herself enjoying it enjoying herself enjoying it basically yeah yeah, it's so funny (laughs) but yeah it was uh it was it was good i'm certain that if it had been a little bit quieter in there more people would have heard her and it would have been like this ripple effect yeah my dream at one of these shows is for her to break the cast oh i feel like that would be i think she's got the capacity to do it yeah i think there would have to be a certain show though and it would have to, she would have to be sitting quite close, mm-hmm. I think. Closer than you guys. Closer than we are, yeah. Yeah, yeah and more center, too. Yeah, in, yeah. like, eye line. Because they can't see past, yeah. what, row 10 or maybe that. Yeah, but, but yeah, I think, I think if she, I think if she'd been sitting in that, like, row mm-hmm. 10, 12-ish somewhere in the center section, 
when that Reginald joke was made, I feel like somebody on stage would have left yeah. with her. It was delivered so blasé, yeah, too, which was, was funny. It was really funny. Um, the kid that played Damien was really good. A star, that kid. And I read in the program, like, it was his debut. No! Yeah. Yeah. He was phenomenal. <gasps> he was it was wonderful. great. wonderful. Um, yeah. It was good. It was fun. It was one of the better shows that I've seen, because, like, we've had the, the subscription for a few years now, and this is definitely one of the better shows. Mm-hmm. Production value, the sound mixing was really good. You could hear stuff. Sometimes mm-hmm. you can't hear stuff there, so it was nice. I found... Uh, Janice was actually too loud. Yes. But usually what happens is they're all that loud, and then when they sing the big Ooh. ensemble numbers, you can't hear anything. Yeah. Whereas this one, like, the bounce was a lot better. Yeah. Um, and the cast was very diverse. Yes. And all very young, mm-hmm. which was nice, because there's meant to be in high school, but it was nice that they actually cast people who, like, were young. Because afterwards, Reva and Jill and I were waiting, because it's cold, and we, our cars are in the parkade, and that's always busy, so we're waiting out in the lobby. And I think they weren't allowed to use the stage doors at the back because usually that's where they come out, but they came out through, like, the through thing. the lobby oh. and, like, where we were standing, basically. And they were all very young. Mm-hmm. Like, 30 at most. At most, I mean. Um, and, like, even the ones that looked a little bit older, like, weren't that old. No. And so it was nice to have. It was good. I loved how they would have the boys dressed as girls to fill out the scenes. Well, it was funny because it was just the one guy in that one scene, and then there was two, and, and then, then it was, was a two, bunch, and, and I was there like, was three. Yeah, which oh. made sense because if you've seen Mean Girls, I guess it's a spoiler when they do the like trust fall. Mm-hmm. It makes sense on stage that you would. I get it. Yeah. It's not like a movie where you're going to set up a crash mat and then like mm-hmm. edit it out, right, in case something happens. So, like, they needed to have people who could support. The girls well, falling. and all the girls who had speaking parts are doing it. Yes. So you can't, they didn't have, it's not a huge production. Yeah. There's not like 40 people. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty funny because I noticed that the one guy at first. With the crop top? Yes. Yeah, and then there were some bad wigs. Yes. And then there was the two guys <laughs> and then there was like four or five. And I was like, oh, I see what's happening. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. I really liked the, how they used the desks to swivel around and transition between mm-hmm different classes that was really neat. yeah it was i really like when they do those musicals and like especially the touring ones mm-hmm. like when it's on broadway or in a permanent stage it's different because mm-hmm. you can purpose build things but like this is you got to figure it out and i love the simplistic settings yeah. like it was very simple mm-hmm. didn't have big elaborate backdrops just like some lockers some desks the bathroom stall mm-hmm. not the bedroom and like the decorations the in the frames, home like all that yeah. kind of stuff without having a full set and i think that makes it a lot easier to like Mm-hmm. create something but also easier to move and the scooter fucking killed me <laughs> like i just about died because yeah. i kind of i haven't seen mean girls in like a million years and so like i'd kind of forgotten and mm-hmm. then i was like oh that's right and it's just like you know like bombing just along it a lot yeah a kilometer an hour yeah and he's like i can't stop i got a curfew and i'm like you're not gonna make it on that speed buddy. <laughs> doesn't matter how how early you left you ain't gonna make it oh god yeah that was so cute yeah it was fun it was cute cute little play it was i was telling larissa it was nice to go to something that was like a player life theater and not be just like an emotional mess afterwards Yes. It was nice to see something that was... It was fun and yeah. lighthearted. And the stakes are, like, relatively low for all the characters. Mm-hmm. Like, it's high school drama. Yeah. It's not a big deal. And we've, we've all seen the film, so you're not really... Yeah, there's nothing surprising. No. Yeah. 
That's true. Well, there were some surprising things, like the fucking and the mascot costume. Yeah, but, but like the story, there were no plot surprises. Can you talk or... about the logistics of fucking inside a mascot costume? Yeah, I don't know where your legs would go. I don't know where they'd go either. There's not enough. There's not enough room in that costume for that to be for that to happen feasible whatsoever. Well, and also the guy that was in it was like tall, like quite tall. You'd yeah. need almost someone shorter in order for there to be enough space. Tiny. Yeah. And you're not getting the violent motions. That we were seeing, no. <laughs> no, not even a little bit. You know, split seams everywhere. Mm-hmm. Can we also talk about the kid that was, like, trying to fuck the, like, thing from that they brought back with him from Kenya in the oh, house? And yeah. I was like, come on, man. The vase. Yeah, I was like, mm, no thanks. That seems culturally insensitive somehow. Insensitive, yeah. Not cool. Um, but yeah, yeah, that part was kind of bizarre. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know. It was good. I thought it was well cast. I thought it was like mm-hmm. good production. It was very entertaining. It was a, like it was cold as shit, but it was a nice evening out. Yeah, it was very satisfying. And like you say, it was nice not to be like emotionally devastated. Yeah, at the end of the show, a hundred percent, and have to deal with that plus the cold. Mm-hmm. Going home would have nothing worse than frozen tears. Ah, uh, I mean, frozen kneecaps is up there. <laughs> I feel like we have an episode title. I'm going to write that down so I do not forget. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. You said it. I feel like it should be something... Well, put. I'll write it down for now, and if we come up with something better, I'll change it. Oh, Chris just texted me. I only I owe you five bucks. Rented band sheets of Inishir on oh, Amazon. So good. Have you seen it? No. Oh my god. I'm shocked he's watching it. It's without me. so good. I'm shocked he's watching grounds it. for divorce. <laughs> just saying. Um, oh. it's so good. Yeah, I know. I've wanted to see it for a while. Just haven't I had would, the opportunity. When you do watch it, I would love to know your thoughts because maybe I've got I'll watch it over my B Day weekend then. Oh, yeah, that'd be a good idea. Um, yeah, it's very good. Speaking of watch, what should we talk about first? Uh, Saltburn? Sure. Okay, let's do it. Um, we're going to do some lots of spoilers. Don't be mad about it. Yes. I took notes this time because Kelsey saw it in theaters, and yeah. I watched it on Amazon. It was too cheap to go to a theater. <laughs> um, and it was out of theaters pretty quick. Yeah, it didn't last very long. For good reason, I think. Yeah. So... You may think that Saltburn is a thriller. It is not. You may have like you may have seen a trailer and like the way that it was cut and edited that mm-hmm. it's like a thriller. It's not. It's either it it was marketed very strange. I saw a trailer where it's like a coming of age drama, essentially. <laughs> There's some fucking drama. Yeah. Where this, you know, boy is brought up and showed the world by people who are of a different tax bracket sort of thing and then I saw the other trailer where it was just straight up a th- thriller none of them told me what it was <laughs> no however I cannot describe what it was it is Townsend Mr. Ripley meets Great Gatsby meets American Psycho is the best oh shit that's what it is that's exactly what it is. Because there's elements of Mr. Ripley. I've mentioned it in my notes a number of times that it's just Ripley 2023. Yeah. And there's, like, some very distinct, like, Gatsby-esque stuff happening. Yes. yes. Like, people at a funeral and things. No one showing up at a funeral. Shit like that. Oh. Uh, stuff in a pool. Like, it, it's very Gatsby-esque. <laughs> or a bathtub. Uh, we'll get there. And then there's, like, the... 
reason why all of these things happen is the American, is the American psycho. psycho stuff. Because he very much... And then the final scene, we might as well start talking about the final scene without giving away all of the spoilers just yet. Barry Keoghan dancing naked in this mansion to Wonderful. Murder on the Dance Floor. Great it's song. an incredible song, an incredible scene. But, like, Perfect that's choice. the American Psycho shit right there. Yes. Like, that is Patrick Bateman. But as far you know. as Patrick Bateman... He doesn't win. Does no, he? he doesn't. But it's the same... It's that same, like... Yes. Feel to it. Yeah. Right? It's a studio. Yeah. But more triumphant yes um but that's so there's no way to describe this movie i think other than that um my very first note farley sucks oh and i didn't know this is literally the first thing and i didn't know why but i was like i hate this guy it's because he was late for the fucking tutor meeting i bet probably that pissed me off also i don't understand how school works over there i know it doesn't make sense because i went to Trinity College in mm-hmm. Dublin and like had actual classes mm-hmm. with like 15 people not mm-hmm. like a tutor session with two people yeah it sounded like they were in some sort of specific program yeah so anyway Farley sucks and then my next note I don't understand how Oxford works <laughs> uh, yeah I'm gonna agree with that um because I just didn't get it like I was I just don't understand and it's undergrad or whatever so it said in the mid-2000s um in Oxford mm-hmm. and what's his name Oliver mm-hmm. is portrayed as or portrays himself as mm-hmm. a, like a scholarship student who yes. has no money yeah and he dresses like a square dress, he doesn't yes. fit in wears the glasses he's very dorky very yeah. nerdy and he has like a flatmate who it took me forever to figure out who that was really? and, then I, I saw and then I was like baby monk <laughs> and then I was very excited. I was very excited too. He played. It was the glasses that like threw me off, and then I was like, "Oh wait, I know who that is." It took me a long time. I I watch him weekly on The Last Kingdom. Yes, I hadn't watched it for a while. (laughs) Forgive me. Uh, And then over Christmas, I watched like three seasons. (laughs) So anyway, Um, yeah. So he has this like you know nerdy roommate and whatever, which is so funny because the nerdy roommate is portrayed as the psycho. Yes. Like, it seems like... What's his name on Osforth? Yes. The Last Kingdom? He's portrayed as, like, obsessed with Oliver. Yes. And only wants to be Oliver's friend. And it sets it up that he is going to be the problem. Yes. That, like... Because what I had seen in, in terms of the trailers and stuff is, like, my understanding was that Oliver, not knowing who he was, but Oliver was going to be spending the summer mm-hmm. at this estate. Yeah. And the way that that opened up, I assumed that his roommate was somehow going to tag along. Yes. And whatever weird shit was coming was him. Him, yeah. And they did a great job making Total us think Total red that. herring, yeah. yeah. Um, but really, he saw him for what he truly was. Yes, he did. Which is shocking. Yeah. Like, this hateable character be like, I assume who you really are. And right off the hop, too. Mm-hmm. Like, they did not take very long. No. At all. Just, you're a fake. You... Yeah are just in it for... I actually don't even know what he's in it for. Not very lo- much time. I, he's on screen for like two minutes, three yeah. minutes at most. Because there's that scene later in the pub when Oliver oh, pretends yes. to not have no, any money no. and Felix oh. pays. And that's where Oliver... Goes, he, and right. you can see him. It's named Chris, I think. He's standing at the opposite side yeah. and like watching this. Because they were having a beer before. Yes. Right? And then he, yeah. he sees Felix... Uh, 
and it, he's and Oliver's drawn to Felix, which is where the Ripley stuff comes in because yeah. he just wants to be him mm-hmm. more than anything in the world. Which like this other guy wants to be Oliver, so it's like this. You get this like this thing, and you can see him standing across the pub, and you're like, oh, this he's gonna do something fucking weird. Yeah, and then he like doesn't show up again. <laughs> no, um, he's just a normal guy who is really good at math. Yeah, on the spectrum somewhere. Somewhere certainly. Sure. Probably very nice. And was just looking for a friend. Yeah. And Oliver was like, fuck you, you're not hot enough to be my friend. It was essentially... Yeah, this is the thing. So you think Oliver wants to be Felix. Yes. Not fuck Felix. Oh, he wants both. He but wants he wants. Yeah, but it, that's where, like, the, the Ripley sort of feel comes in, where, like, he wants to be him so he can have the life, but he's mm-hmm. also infatuated with him. With him. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, I get the infatuation. Yes. I get where that comes from. 100%. But I think he also wants to, like, live that life, which is why he pretends to be poor. Because it's easier to take pity on yes. somebody who's poor... And be lifted up. ...than someone who's middle class and just doesn't like their life. It's so much easier to, like... That was actually shocking. Oh, I know. Because I knew... You knew things weren't really right with Oliver... Because he was being so shady about what his home life was like and his history was like. You only hear it from him. You never have any tangible Mm -hmm. something or other. And then on his birthday when they just keep driving and driving and driving. Somebody, though, made a comment on Twitter. And I don't know the geography of England well enough to, like, know. How do you not know he's taking you home? But basically it was, like, four hours in the car. Like, how did you not figure this out? Yeah. Have you never looked at the scenery around home before? Mm -hmm. Um, But he was just, I think he was just, in a way, like, so excited that this object of his affection was Was doing something for him and with him and whatever. And was like, okay, just go with it, I guess. Um, and then you find out that his parents are, like, middle class and not dead. Because he, like, fakes his father's death and, like... So which his mom's a... Who is that phone call? That's the only question I don't have an answer for. What do you mean? Though, when he, like... Because somebody called him. Mm-hmm. And he took the phone call. Felix. No, Oliver. When he... About his father being dead. Oh, I think he made it up. But it, obviously somebody called him. Because, yeah. like, the phone rang. Yeah. So uh, that would be... That would have been an interesting... I think the conversation was, like... Why aren't you answering us? We want you to right. come home for whatever, whatever. And he's just like non-responsive, non-responsive. Right. Plays it off as a serious phone call, but something way worse than mm-hmm. that. Um, what else? Um, so Felix is like an interesting character. Because like my first note about him is, of course, he has a carpe diem tattoo. <laughs> how unoriginal Mm -hmm. which i think is everything about him he's not originally sitting like reading harry potter Mm -hmm. i mean in 2008 but still like you know and i was like "Mm, okay uh at least it wasn't like david foster wallace but anyway (laughs) it could have been so much worse but the tattoo was very like Mm -hmm. and it was funny because the way that they showed it is like oliver was like drawn to that as well and i was like bro that's a terrible tattoo Mm -hmm. like at least be original Mm -hmm. um and then I said, Felix very clearly also sucks, but I get why Oliver is drawn to him. I think there's something very likable about Felix. Yes. Like he's charismatic, but he's also so muddied in the way that he's like... He tends to be embarrassed and apologize to Oliver about it, mm-hmm. but that's as far as his thoughts about having money goes. 
Like, he's got it. He's comfortable. Yes. Doesn't think any seriously yeah. about it. He's not he overly concerned with the trappings of wealth exactly. or anything like that. Or how embarrassing it might be for Oliver to have his old suit jacket. Or also that all his footmen are black and how Farley feels about that. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, mm-hmm. that. And he totally blows that off. Yeah. As something not to be concerned about. Well, and he doesn't have to be concerned no. about it. But he is also, like, not... I think it's not malicious. He's that's just, what I mean. It's, like, so Yes. It's out, it's, it's away from his... Anything yeah. that's important to him, so he just, like, doesn't notice it. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, Oliver would notice those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing, again, going back to how I don't know how Oxford works, dressing up for exams, I know, is a thing that you do, but it's so stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, I cannot imagine having to wear, like, a suit to write a test. Yeah, I don't get that. That either. seems absurd. Or how everybody's done at the same time. Yeah. Just have to sit there? Yeah. And wait. Um, and then Farley really does suck. I hope he gets hit by a car. Um, I don't even remember what it was he did at that point in time, but I was just like, no, nah, yeah, I don't like you. Oh, he was probably being touchy about being invited. Maybe. Farley's very interesting, though, because he is essentially Oliver. Yes, but Oliver gets what? Farley, Farley thinks he should have. Yes. I don't even know if Farley wants it, but I think he thinks he deserves it. I think he... Yes, I think he deserves it for sure. Yeah. But the... I think he thinks he's more secure than Oliver just because he's a somewhat blood relative. Yes. Whereas Oliver's a nobody. Yes. And a poor nobody, and as far as nobody. Farley knows. Yeah. Yes. Um, also, the family is a nightmare. I loved Rosamund. Oh, I mean, she's incredible, but, like, that Everything whole family is a nightmare. Everything she said delighted me. <laughs> like, when she had that first conversation in the family room with Oliver, and she's just like, oh, we already know about your drug-addled mother and how your father died. It's fine, darling. We're just, like, she yeah. just, like, yeah. tries to just get into you right away, like, sees into you, but she doesn't. Not even a little bit. It's such fake closeness. It's yes. so funny. Well, because they're so concerned with, like, all of these other things mm-hmm. that do and don't matter, mm-hmm. right? Like, she's so concerned with all this other stuff that, like, he's just there. Yeah. Right? He's just, like, their son's friend, mm-hmm. basically. Um, but, like... Her character, she she does see some things mm-hmm. very clearly, but other things she just, like, brushes off. Like, her daughter's bulimia, mm-hmm. and she's so, like, casually cruel about it. Yeah, like, it doesn't work. Yeah. Fingers for pudding, she says. Yeah, like, it's just, it's horrifying. Like, it's but absolutely horrifying. What a great scene to show Oliver's character, because he replies with, well, it must be really hard for her having such a beautiful mother. And she is just, like, Mm -hmm. just, like, drawn to all of it. Oh, yeah, because, well, look, at the people in her life aren't paying her any attention. No. Her husband, who, by the way, could we have a series of movies? So, you know how, like, Knives Out has Daniel Craig just, like, trolling around solving crimes? Yeah. Could we have Richard E. Grant playing the patriarch of, like, weird rich families? Oh, he's so great. He's got such, like, a... It's so frenetic. frenetic energy that I just love it. He's fantastic. But, like, could he just be the patriarch of a bunch of weird families? Mm -hmm. That would be... Could But, like, travel around as the patriarch (laughs) of a bunch of weird families? (laughs) Like, do you know what I mean? Just as, like... Him and Oliver meet in every lifetime, and Oliver, like, kills his family every time, and then he goes, like, something... this is great. Because, like, he's just... He's some Doctor Who shit. Yeah, he was perfectly cast. Yes. He's the best casting, I think, in the whole film. Just because, like, it was just... 
it was he's a he's a very well known actor and everybody has the association with him and like certain things and then you see this and it's like what the fuck is this? It was amazing. hundred percent so good. I thought he was really good. Two scenes where he was really, really good were um when he's trying to get Oliver to take a check. Yes. I thought was fantastic. Yes. And That's when he's trying to get Oliver to go away. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah. And after the body is found. And they're all in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, it's so British. So upper crust British. Of like, well, let's have luncheon. It's like, your son just fucking died. Mm-hmm. And you want to serve lunch as usual? Mm-hmm. And everybody is so tense. And he, you could just like mm-hmm. see the aura <laughs> shuddering yeah. around him. It was fantastic. Yeah, well, and the whole scene with like the food, right? So like with Venetia, with, because she's bulimic. Mm-hmm. Like, she just, she doesn't eat anything at that particular one. So she doesn't have to, like, engage in the mm-hmm. process. But, like, she's also not consuming anything. She pours that bottle of wine over and just over incredible. and over. It's just incredible. I couldn't figure out who she was either. But she's in um, Conversations with Friends, which is on Prime. Oh, I haven't seen it. It's pretty good. I've only watched the first four, but so far it's pretty good. Mm. Don't like Joe Allen as an actor. I think he's pretty bad. But anyway, we can talk about that once we watch it. Okay. Um, but yeah, it took me a long time to figure out who she was as well. I, I thought was like, she was great. Oh. She was wonderful. She was perfectly cast, mm-hmm. I thought. Um, okay. Family's Nightmare, what a cast. And then I was like, this movie's fucking weird. And it is. It's just so bizarre. Because it felt... I still didn't know what it was. You're waiting. You're waiting, waiting for, for the shooter, sh- The other shooter drop or, like, somebody yeah. to get murdered. And all of a sudden, You're there's, like... waiting for the sniper attack. And all of a sudden, it's the butler who's the serial killer. Because that's what I also thought. I was oh, like... What's <laughs> was, up with this guy? He... Again, him and patriarch of the family have been like going around doing murders Mm. and like finding new families see i think the patriarch's the patsy and the butler's the one who's solving it i think he's the only one who really saw oliver i think so too yeah maybe he's related to what's his face at school i don't know was oh, able, Chris? Well, and just able to, like, right oh, upon meeting him. Like, do you know what yeah. I mean? Just right upon just meeting Oliver vibes. was like, no, we don't like this. Yeah. Um, but And then my next one, funny, we say that Oliver is a weirdo. Because he is. He's a very, and this is before we know that his dad isn't dead and mm-hmm. that his mom is not a drug addict. Like, we don't know this yet. And so he's just, so part of it you can attribute to being Fish brought up water. in that. Yeah. Because he doesn't, he's uncomfortable, but he's just a strange man. Mm-hmm. Um, but then has these incredibly charismatic and manipulative conversations with people one-on-one mm-hmm. like when he talks to the mom and says it's been so hard for your daughter you're so beautiful and then convinces venetia to eat and like gives her more food mm-hmm. it's just like mm-hmm. and then you see him be so socially terrible in mm-hmm. these large settings and you're like i can't get a fucking read on this guy well and he but he also in like private private is also doing weird shit. Like, yes. that's the thing. So when there's... It's a small group, he's fine. Mm-hmm. But it's when it's, he's by himself is when, like, his true... Nature. Nature comes out. Or when he's in a large group, he just, like, doesn't know how to handle... Mm-hmm. I think the weight of all of the things that he's attempting, mm-hmm. right? But, like, you've heard, I'm sure, if you're listening to this, about the bathtub scene, mm-hmm. which, like, I didn't have any notion of what it was going to be. But everybody who had seen the movie that had I'd heard something from or seen was something online was horrified by the bathtub scene. And I was like, yeah, it was weird. 
kind of gross. It wasn't the worst thing in the movie. But it wasn't the worst thing in the movie by a lot. Mm-hmm. And, but it was like, I didn't know that I needed to see that. Yes. But I also was like, I mean, I guess that's the same thing that a person might yeah. do. Sure. And it explains him. Yes, very much so. Yeah. Um, are we going to spoil it? No, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to say it out loud. What? No, like what the bathtub oh, thing yeah, actually whatever. is. It doesn't matter. It is what it is. He mm-hmm. watches Felix masturbate. Yeah. And then, like, licks the bathtub. Licks the bathtub as the water's draining out of it. Mm-hmm. Super weird. Super weird. But also, like, not based on the reaction I'd seen about it online, not what I expected it to be. I was expecting, like, something yeah. awful. There are worse things in yeah. this movie. There's another terrible bathtub scene later on, mm-hmm. uh, which is a million times worse. Mm-hmm. They did it very well, but it's way worse. So the, the outcome implication of it. with the se- Do we want to jump to that? Sure. The implication with the second one is that he slit her wrists. Mm-hmm. How did he accomplish that? Did well, he drug her again? I think so, yeah. With the kiss? Maybe. But like yeah. How? Well, oh, but she was all, I don't know, I, I, I'd have to go back and watch, but I feel like she was also in the bathtub. It's very hot. Yeah. Might have been drinking. Like, just kind of a combination enough that she's drowsy enough that he could just... Wow. And she trusted him. Yeah. Right? And now that her brother... But... And now that her brother's dead, he's all that... Spoilers, I guess. Mm-hmm. He's all that's left of that now. Yeah. Right? And so... But at the end of their kiss, she says, get the fuck out. Yes. Like, I... That was a desperation by him. For sure. For but sure. But I, I do think he had something to do with her condition yeah. in the tub. And then... Because uh, all they show her, all they show of it is him putting the razor down. Yes. We don't see anything else other than her bathtub filled yeah. with water. Unless she did it herself. But yeah. he left Provided the implements. The, yes. Which maybe, you know, she was in such a such a state mm-hmm. um but it was really interesting so like uh i found what i found really interesting about the film and just in the way that oliver sort of moves through these people's lives mm-hmm. is the longer he spends with them the more embedded he gets and the less he feels like he fits in when he feels like he's just a guest for the summer just like hanging out having he's a good time it. he's fine it's in, they're hanging out in the pool the kids are like, even though Farley's, they don't like Farley or he doesn't like Farley, yeah. whatever. It's fine. But it's when he gets like a little bit too involved with each of the other three yeah. students. Mm-hmm. That's when it gets problematic. Because mm-hmm. he's like obsessed with Felix. Yes. And like, then he makes a move on Venetia. Mm-hmm. Which again, people were talking about how gross that is. And I was like, eh, it's, fine. it's fine. It is what it is. People do it. Like, yeah, whatever. you know, but it was... What out in the open? It was public, not public, but not private. Yeah, it, they were alone, but it wasn't behind closed doors, and so it was in a place where people could see it happen, which is which is what she wanted, what she wanted, and yeah. what drove a wedge between Oliver and Felix. Yes, because now Felix knows because Farley knows because Farley knows, mm-hmm. and now there's this like not secret. Yeah, this like secret not secret between all of them, and that's where things kind of start to unravel, unravel. for Oliver. Yeah, and he did it to himself. Totally, but he also. He was also manipulated by her. Yes. Much as he was manipulating other people. And I don't think he realized that he was being manipulated until it was much too late. I mean, I think the turning point is when Felix finds out about his family. For mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. But I mean, even with Venetia, like, I don't think he realizes until after. Like, what? That she was playing him just as he was kind of trying to play her. I don't think he figures it out. Yeah. Because the he's projected and, and sort of presented to us as someone who's, like, very sexually inexperienced. Mm-hmm. 
Which I suppose, like, licking up the bathtub would sort of suggest that. I don't think that that's, like, a far-off thing. But he, like, he that's the way he's presented. Yes. And so then he has a sexual encounter with her, mm-hmm. which... Is not a newbie situation. Clearly not a newbie situation. No. no. Like, that's not something that someone he's does for the first time. He's got some really dead ex-girlfriends, I think. <laughs> or hookers. Yeah. Right? Yes. A hundred percent. Like, the only experience that he's had thus far, he's had to have paid for. Yeah. Like, you you can't convince me otherwise. Just because the things that he's into mm-hmm. are not normal. They're not, like, bad. They're not bad. But they're not, they're not, that's not, like, that's not first date talk, you know, or, like, first time talk, no. right? Like, that's very, you gotta work your way up to some of that, and he's just, like, jumping right he's in. He's into the kink. Yeah. Yeah, and so I think that that's, and he's also, like, like, he's very clearly at least sexually attracted to both men and women. Mm-hmm. Whether romantically, it doesn't really matter. But sexually, he very much is. Because... He fucks Farley. He fucks Farley. Yeah. And he wants to fuck Felix. Yeah. And... The fucking of Farley was so interesting. It was. Because it was a power move. It started as a power move, as yes. As a power move of, like, you are at my mercy. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, it was like, you're just like the others. Who let me fuck them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it was such a weird... Yes. Because dynamic. Farley didn't say no. Farley didn't say no. But now Farley also doesn't really have a leg to stand on with what his huge problem with Oliver is. Right. Because it's like, well, welcome to the club. Yes. You know? Now, now there's this other, like, secret, not secret. Yeah. Right? Like... Anyway. Farley still sucks. I was Farley that. openly gay? I would say ambiguous. Okay. I don't think it was open. I think he was, but I think he was fairly, fairly ambiguous. Um, one thing I did dislike is the aspect ratio. I did not like the... Oh, really? Yeah. Why? It bothered me, because I was watching on this TV, so I feel like... Oh, yeah, in the theater. It didn't probably just fine. Yeah, but I feel like on TV it's not, it's not the great. Yeah. Um, what else? Um, what else did I say? Oh, see, this is the thing. Okay, so when... Um, Oh, yes. Here's my other Richard E. Grant's Casting Hope. Next human actor in a Muppet movie. Oh, so good. Right? So good. It'd be amazing. Would also love to see a Muppet of him. Wait a minute. It's Beaker. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I have two questions for you. Yeah? Was Felix jealous that Oliver and Venetia hooked up? I don't think so. Because that's, like, the way that... That was just, like, the way that it... His reaction to it was. Like, Mm -hmm. I think it was more of, like, a bro code thing. Yes. But it came across as, like, a jealousy. Incestuous thing. Um, And then my next question is, does Farley have a crush on his cousin? Meaning Felix. Or does he just think that he should be the one that's closer to Felix? Yes, that's what I think. Because he's part of the family. I think it's a possessive thing. Okay. Uh... And not exactly how Oliver is looking at Felix, for sure. But I think the same type of deep desire of being secure, of being important, of being in this place and having a sense of status is both what they're right. looking for. Where And Farley has it pretty close. Close. And Oliver doesn't. And yeah. somehow the thing with Farley and Oliver is that but Oliver Oliver's has life seemed, is fine. But Oliver, I know, but he doesn't see it that way. But His Oliver, two amazing parents who love him and siblings, mm-hmm. and they just want to see him on his birthday. Mm-hmm. They seemed fine. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, that was so upsetting. It was, and I felt bad for Felix in that situation, too. Yes, because he was like, what the fuck? Because he was lied to. Yeah. Um, And so, but the thing with Farley, because he's got this, like, power, like, it's so close, because he's in the family, yeah. even though, like, not directly, but close enough. Whereas then there's this, like, usurper, essentially, yes. coming in. And I think that's where the, like, the struggle between them sits, mm-hmm. is that Farley wants what Oliver's getting. Totally. Is the attention from... The family from Elspeth, from the people that are important. Yeah. And Farley can't have that because now there's this other person. Yes. In. And Farley is already dependent upon their charity. Yes. So, but he all, they also talk about how Felix picks up these charity cases. Mm -hmm. And they seem to just get dropped. Well, and it's, it's interesting because when they first meet, which we learn later, it's like, orchestrated by Oliver, which is where, like, the Ripley stuff comes in mm-hmm. again. But when they first meet, like, Felix just seems, pr- like, you can tell he's kind of a dick. Yeah. Like, you can just tell that he's got money or whatever, but he, like, he seems nice enough. He's charismatic. Yeah, and he's ultimately, he gets caught in the crossfire of all of this nonsense. Yes. Like, he, of the face of all of the characters, he is the one who least deserved his. 100%. Farley deserved it the most. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> they should have killed him twice. <laughs> Um, <laughs> should have been poisoned and wrist cut. Yeah, all right, Rasputin. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like I just yeah. So Felix did not deserve what happened to him. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, he does like pick up these charity cases, and he's nice enough. And like you know, at first when they're in the like we said we said before when they're in the pub, and like you know he thinks Oliver has no money, he like spots him, spots him yeah. without any expectation of being paid back, a hundred percent, and knows that he's being like socially embarrassed and tries to go and prevent him from that. Like, I think what he's doing is pretty pure hearted. I think so too, and like that kind of that kind of social understanding yeah. comes from people who have witnessed that before yes right he maybe has never done it been that situation but he's definitely witnessed it yeah and it's like okay, i can Whereas i can prevent Farley would this. be like that's fucking embarrassing yeah guess you're a poor bitch and would like secretly add more to the tab yes 100 instead of yeah what, yeah so and that's one of the other reasons why farley sucks um yeah the height difference between the two of them is also very funny. Because so Barry funny. Kogan's, like, probably five foot seven, Yeah. And Jacob Elordi's, like, 6'5". Like, yeah. he's a giant. Uh, and it's just it's so funny to watch them. One of my favorite things was how they tried to get through the press tour together. And, like, both of them sitting in chairs. Yeah. Like, Barry's feet are just, like, barely touching the floor. Yeah. And Jacob Elordi's, like, long giraffe. It would be, legs. like, if it was us, yes, basically. Yeah, and you together. Yeah, us yeah. as, like, Sattler and Waldorf. You'd yes. have to be, like, on a booster seat. So 100%. our heads could be at the same level. Yeah. Yeah, like, I even mean, right now. A couple booster seats. Yeah, even right now, we're sitting at my kitchen table across from each other, and I'm, like, not sitting up straight. And I'm sitting on my legs. Yeah, and our <laughs> eyes are, my eyes are still higher than hers, so... <laughs> Anyway, it, but it's just, it's very comical. And it's one of those things because, like, as much as Oliver wants to be him, he can't. Like, there are things yeah. about Felix that he cannot attain. Mm-hmm. So he can do all these other things. He can steal his family and sister and, like, mm-hmm. cousin and all of and money and whatever, but he can never have the stature. Mm-hmm. And, like, physical and symbolic. Yes. Because yes. he just does some weird fucking shit instead. Yeah. Like, he does weirder stuff than the bathtub. Yeah. He fucks the dirt. He fucks the dirt. Apparently that was improvised also, which is yeah. his. He was only supposed to finger the dirt. Yeah. And then Emerald was like, Barry, you need to fuck the dirt. And he was like, I need to fuck the dirt. And they dismissed the crew and he fucked the dirt. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And if you're like, is this a you've no, he fucked the dirt. He fucked the dirt. Stripped down, dick in. 
Into the grave. Yeah. Yuck. So gross. Way weirder than the bathtub. Yes, like 100%. so much weirder. Hundred um, percent. Anyway, there's some weird stuff going on. Uh, the karaoke prank was so mean mm-hmm. because Farley fucking sucks. Yeah. Um, that I don't have much empathy for Oliver in any way, but I felt bad for him there. I felt the worst for him. When everyone's singing happy birthday, nobody knows his name. 200 Mm. people at this party and just the mom quietly sings his name. Yeah. I felt so bad for her. Yes. And for him. Yeah. It was very awkward and very uncomfortable and they played it so well. Mm -hmm. Like it was so well. But yeah, that karaoke, oh, it was just like so uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Because like Farley was absolutely up to. Oh, for sure. Nonsense. His whole purpose was to not even embarrass him but shame him yeah and disgrace him yeah and it sucks yeah that that happened um what else do i have to say oh the family very wealthy yeah so much fuck you money in that family like they're just just like just you know thousand mm-hmm. dollar notes like there, there's no there's yeah. nothing inexpensive I mean, in but 20- there's so many trashy things. Yes. But there's nothing inexpensive yeah. in their life. No. It's like, it's remarkable mm-hmm. how much money they burn. Oh, t- well, in 24 hours, they put together this party for 200 people. Yeah. Well, and that's like, that's where yeah. I was like, Jesus. Yeah. Like, how do you do that? But when you have that kind of money, you can just make things happen. Yeah. And they're out in the country. Like, it's not, it's not like it's easy. And it just like comes together. And it's like this incredible party for this like weird interloper in their family yeah but they do it because he's important to them or he's become important to them mm-hmm. and or they want him to feel that yes way. whatever it is but they do it without asking any questions like it just happens but yeah. they're so wealthy that like they can't see they're they can't see what's going on because they don't have to yeah because they have so much money that they can like pay their problems away mm-hmm. which doesn't work but like careless people careless people there's the guy like it's yeah this is tom and daisy when they're old a hundred percent tom and daisy and felix is the beautiful fool like really yeah in a lot of ways yeah right because he's nice and venetia too oh yeah for Mm -hmm. sure Uh, but like they're they're nice people Mm -hmm. they're not really they're not bad in any way really she's more manipulative than he is but like i think generally speaking they're quite well intentioned Mm -hmm. and like a little naive yes. about people's attention on them. A hundred percent. Yeah, there you go. Especially because Felix just thinks he can tell Oliver to go away and he'll never have to think about it again. Mm-hmm. That all the problems will disappear. Um, I learned at that party that pigs have very human looking eyes. Uh, it was disturbing and I'm not sure that that's true, but I was like, mm, so that was my note is that I didn't know they had them like that. Yeah, probably. Don't think I've ever seen a pig's eyes before. Don't want to again. No, me neither. Um, and then <laughs> there's 50 minutes left and summer is almost over. What now? Yeah. 100%. I was like, okay, so how? Because I still didn't so know yes. what the, the, the thing was. Like, I didn't know what was going to happen. And then it happened. I was like, oh, fuck me. All right. But I still wasn't really expecting it. Yeah. The moment he woke up alone, you knew. Mm-hmm. Did you think it was going to be Felix? At first? No. I thought it was going to be Venetia. Yeah. Uh, So when it's Felix that's dead, the first one that's dead. 
With his little angel wings. Which, I mean, a little bit on the nose. Like, just like a little tiny bit. It made me think of Claire Danes and Romeo and yeah, Juliet. Yeah, I was just going to say exactly. <laughs> and the, like, kind of like the music, even though like it's, you yeah. know, 10 years later, set 10 years later. It felt a lot like we could, like, Baz Luhrmann could have directed that little bit. Yeah. Um, but I felt that of all of them, I didn't expect it, but it makes total sense because of all of the people in this movie, he's the one who deserved to die the least. Yes. And yet he's the one who dies first. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it, I, it made me a little bit sad. Mm-hmm. But then, like, everything unravels after that. Because clearly Felix is the glue that holds the family together. Yes. And I don't know that they know that until he's gone. Yeah. Because once he's gone, everybody is just like losing their fucking minds. Absolutely. Well, as you should. Yeah, of course. Son and brother just died. But I was so uncomfortable. I was like, Oliver, you need to fucking leave. You need Mm -hmm. to leave this house. And he keeps telling everyone, it's not a good time for me to leave. It's not a good time for the family for me to leave. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, we know you killed him. What are you getting out of staying in mm-hmm. this moment? Somehow it's a not suspicious death. Mm-hmm. You're the newest thing to this whole mix. But they've set up that there's this like opposition with Farley as well. That like mm-hmm. there it could have been Farley. Like that's the that's thing, what right? He's able to convince Jimmy yeah. Grant. Yeah, yeah. Is that he brought the drugs? Yes. And so it's Farley's. Problem. Yeah, it's Farley's fault. And so that's one of the reasons why. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has other plans. Obviously, he's basically like, and this is again, the Ripley of it all. Where yes. he wants to be like welcomed into the family and be part of the family, and he realizes that the only way to do so is to get rid of the competition. Mm-hmm. Like he can't, he can't have Felix around anymore. Mm-hmm. But then it's like he's broken up about it, and it's very tragic. But I did say the scene at the table the morning after Felix dies is an absolute masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Like if I was submitting for Oscar consideration, that would be the scene. Because, like, it is an absolute masterstroke. Everybody's fantastic. And, like, the camera in the middle of the table, so that you just keep seeing, and it's one of those long, rich people dinner tables, and there's only five people at it. Mm -hmm. But only four of them are in the family, but Farley's only partially in the family. And the butler is like, what fucking nonsense? Like, he's just... And Richard E. Grant is losing his mind. Mm -hmm. And Postman Pike is like, not? Like, she's... She is, she's but she's so, so like, in shock. I guess. Yes, and yeah. then Venetia with the wine and just pouring and pouring and pouring and pouring, and then finally she has her outburst and it yeah. kind of breaks the tension. But that whole—it's incredible. So good. It's like it was funny because when I was watching it, though, it reminded me of the basement scenes in that '70s show when they were really <laughs> getting high, because because of the way that it wasn't like. Oh, they're all medicated for sure. Yes. Oh, for sure. But it was just that idea that, like, the conversation, it keeps going and going, and we're going to focus on this, and then there's Mm -hmm. other... You know, it's just, like, it had that sort of almost frantic feel to it, but it's so crisply shot that, like, it feels like you're... It feels like you're the person sitting in the middle of the table, and you're just spinning around to, like, watch. And it was suffocating. Yes. Right? Because you're like, this is so wrong. This family is fucked. This family is so fucked. Um, And again, what am I doing sitting here? Yes, like, why am I here? But, like, in that same sense, like, am I Oliver? Like, Exactly. Should I be here? Should I? Like, am I Oliver? And the answer is no, you're not Oliver, but also no, you shouldn't be here. Because this family needs to deal with this, like, private, intimate thing. But then, I think they realize that, like, Oliver 
is Felix's like closest friend, Mm -hmm. whatever that means. And so Felix is so popular. Mm -hmm. So either they don't tell anyone that he's dead because nobody shows up to his funeral funeral, or he's not a popular person at all. He's Mm -hmm. one of those who like friends with everybody, like knows everybody is friends with no one, that sort of thing. And that's when I was starting thinking about like the Gatsby of it all, because it's that same. Everybody knows of. Yeah. That that, like party in chapter three. Right? Is it chapter three where Nick goes to the party for the first time? Yes. And meets Gatsby. He's mm-hmm. the only one who received a written invite to this party because he's the neighbor. And meets Gatsby, but doesn't even know mm-hmm. that he's met Gatsby. Mm-hmm. And Felix has that quality in all of these groups of people. Yeah. People are drawn to him. They're drawn to his money. They're drawn to his charisma and persona and all this stuff. Resources. But do they know him? St- well, I mean, the birthday party is such a great example of that because oliver's wishing he was felix and nobody knows his fucking name Mm -hmm. would you go to a birthday party someone you've never fucking met and didn't even know their name no exactly i don't go to birthday parties for some of my friends so (laughs) but you as a normal human being who doesn't go around murdering people right right assuming that's what all the other guests are yes even though they're rich yes Right? It's a bizarre thing to do. And then start singing happy birthday and not be like, what's this guy's name? What's this guy's name? Yeah. It felt a lot like the birthday party at the end of Batman Begins. Yeah. Where, like, they all know that it's Bruce's party. But that, like, they're there... To be seen. Right? To be seen. And when he calls them sycophants and whatever, like, it's entirely... And that's it's very true. much what this is. Yeah. Where these people are like, oh, we've been invited. It's like... It's that idea that we see, like, in Bridgerton or whatever, where you get invited to the ball Mm -hmm. to be seen Mm -hmm. and to have that match made or whatever. And it's, like, this is, like, the social event of the summer, ultimately. But, like, terrible things happen (laughs) and no one's aware. But, yeah, the whole... Anyway, the whole family's insane. Um, I was, like, at first I didn't know for sure how... Oliver was responsible Mm -hmm. for Felix's death. But I knew he had a hand in it somehow. Whether it was, you know, him forcing him to drink something, you know, whatever, choking him. Like, whatever it happened, I knew he had to have done something. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't sure what, and then they show us. Yeah. Afterwards. As soon as he handed him the bottle but wasn't drinking it himself, I was like, okay, there you go. I did say, why is he fucking the dirt? I mean, I get why, but I don't know I needed to see it. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I, I understand, and this sounds like a weird thing to say, but I think I almost, like, ele- intellectually understand why Oliver would do that. Mm-hmm. But, like, it was, that was much more uncomfortable to me than the other stuff that was supposed to be yeah. shocking. Because it is, I think it's because it's the first true emotion we see from him. Because he's sobbing all He's the time. devastated. He's absolutely devastated. Yeah, everything else he does is so, like, not casual it's a facade though. but and not careless but yeah it, he, it's aloof in a mm-hmm. way that like a very practiced aloofness where this is not yes and he waits and waits and waits and the thing that like the thing that made me the most sad about the whole thing was how felix told oliver about how they threw the rocks into the water with the names on it mm-hmm. and when they did that for felix i thought that was very touching and then mm-hmm. at the end you're like oh fuck you bro like and stole them got his trophies you know he got the biggest trophy of all like what did he need the little trophies for fucking psycho for himself 
Such a psycho. That's it. But those those little trophies are the thing that you keep in your locked little jewelry box, whereas the rest of it is yours, right? Yeah. Um, That's what I want. There's one more disturbing thing at the very end that was extremely shocking. Yeah, I did not need to see that did either. Did not need to see that. But the rocks thing for me yeah. was wow one especially with the soundtrack that was taking place at the time it was so like triumphant yes carefree yes but horrifying yes um so venetia knew Mm -hmm. that he had something to do with it and that's when she tells him to get out and then she's dead the next day Mm -hmm. and the family's just you know crumbles crumbles because the children are gone, and the parents clearly don't love each other. There's nothing there. So, like, the children were their There's only like thing. There's, 20 years difference between the yeah. two of them. And the children were the only thing holding them together. Yeah. And now both of them are gone. Um, I also thought that the tableau of her death was spectacular. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just so, again, so crisp mm-hmm. and so cleanly shot. Yeah contrast high contrast yeah like the red and the green and like the white of the tub like it was just the lighting of the tub like that's super super almost like industrial light right up top so powerful yeah it's just like visually stunning Mm -hmm. the whole film is stunning yeah it really is um which is interesting because I feel like the like the part the locale where this estate is is not particularly beautiful no like it's it's, pretty dingy it is yeah but they make it work. Yeah. Like, it sort of does the thing. So I thought that was... Um, I thought that was good. And then they did the thing... Then they did, like, the Ocean's Eleven thing. Where they're like, here's how he did it. Right? Like, at the very end, they show, like, that the flat tire, when they first met... Was planned. Was planned. Mm-hmm. And all of these things to make sure that, like, Oliver could meet Felix and, like, get to know him to become him, mm-hmm. essentially. After um, seemingly just seeing him... In the quad. Do you see those bedroom eyes, though, with the eyebrow ring? I read an article about yes. the costuming and, like, yes. and the, the producers were like, are we sure about this? And Emerald was like, fuck yeah. Yes. That the was the hottest 2007. thing in yeah, yeah, like, think about those, like, Hollister. For sure. Right? For sure. Like, That's think, the total Yeah, the, like, American Eagle Hollister yeah. model. Like, that is, that is that and that he played that to Perfect. perfection. Yeah. I totally agree. The... <sighs> I thought in one of the last few scenes where you see Oliver reunited with... What's her name? Elspeth. Elspeth. He looked great. He did. He looked fantastic. Fucking Dorian Gray nonsense. Yes. Like, whatever whatever he's done... To age up. Yeah, like, maybe fucking the dirt was the secret. Like, I don't know. Maybe he he, there's, great. like, the fountain of youth there. Because, like, he looked great at ease, at peace. Like, looks none confident. of the things that he has done... Seem to are be troubling him. him. No. They have like an easy breezy conversation. And I wonder though, that's after the husband, James is his name, yes. right? It's after he's Sir dead. James. Sir James. That's after he's dead. That's after he's dead. Yeah. And I think that's important because I think yeah. if he's still alive, there's still risk because yeah. Oliver now only has one target left mm-hmm. and it's her. Mm-hmm. And she. She was extremely the vulnerable. Only person in the family who didn't ask him to leave yes. after. And wanted him to stay. Yes. And, and was looking for a surrogate son. Yes. And he... And he was, was very it. happy yeah. to take that role. So now he's got his one target left, and he convinces her basically to leave him the estate, mm-hmm. which is incredible. And then she's sick. I don't I don't think they say really what happened to her, and no. I don't think it matters. So I don't think he did that. I think she was just ill. Okay. That's my thought. 
Because I don't think he needed to be... He just needed to wait. Mm -hmm. And maybe... Or maybe he did something. But no, I feel like they would have revealed it. Because they would have shown... Anyway. And then, while she's, like, in this, like, private room in a hospital... No, it was at home. Oh, was that at home? Okay. Yeah, it was like a a hospital room. So she's pretty much on the way out. Yes. She's got a breathing tube in. Like, she is not... And then he extubates her. Oh, that was I. That I did. So there, I have watched. That was the worst part. Yes, the bathtub was like shocking-ish, kind of like unexpected. Yeah, and And a little bit gross, but not like disgusting. Mm -hmm. Uh, Him and Venetia was like not gross. It's a thing that people do, but also I was just like, I don't know if I needed to see it. But no. I didn't care enough. It but I understood why. Yes, 100%. Mm-hmm. And I get it. Like, he, she's vulnerable and he's trying to show her that it's, a, you know, whatever. Yeah. Fine. Sure. Uh, with Farley, fine. Yeah. But then... No, that was you. really bad. And it was... It was violent. It was violent. Because, like, you see... body afterwards... Yes. Trying to do anything to survive. Yes. And he's just stand, sitting over her. Yeah just triumphant and just like watching her slowly die and and i've seen in other films or tv or whatever like an extubation when it's necessary mm-hmm. or when it's like it's time for one right and of course it's done with care and slow because those fucking tubes are gigantic and he just like whips this thing out of her throat and her body like lurches up and then collapses back onto the bed and yeah he watches the life leave her body while he's like 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 squatting on her basically so she can't go anywhere no and he talks his way through all of like it's at the start okay so at the start they have this framing device where you think that he's like talking to the cops or something about what happened to felix Mm -hmm. right because he's got like he looks like he's you know all dressed up for like a deposition or something Mm -hmm. and then at the end you find out he's just fucking telling her before he kills her yeah all the little things yeah. he did to destroy their whole family yeah. for no reason. None. Just because he he wanted it. And he figured out a way to get away with it. Because, technically speaking... All of them died. I mean, he did pull the tube out. But it's not in a public facility. No. She was, like, pretty much yeah. in hospice. Yeah. At that point, but at home. And he had already been named essentially the heir to her estate yeah and so he's of course going to do the thing but like felix dies because of oliver mm-hmm. and oliver kills him like there's no doubt yeah. about it but felix drinks the drink yes oliver doesn't force him to mm-hmm. the razor blade the implication is that maybe he left it there mm-hmm. but got her in such a state that that was her only out, out yeah. was to kill herself I think James just died. I think he's just old. Yeah. Because he was an old man. And then with Elspeth, like, he gets Farley out of the picture. Farley, mm-hmm. he doesn't have to kill him, but he's, like, he's out of the picture. And then Elspeth is infirm. Mm-hmm. And so he just, like, bides his time and bides his time and then takes advantage when he can. And now he's got the documents that say he owns the house. Mm-hmm. And now he's got the thing. And the way that he dances at the end... Like, he'll be fine. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's going to go collect his little trophies all over the place and be careless with people, and he'll be fine in the end. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, he'll be fine. It was so fucked up. It was so fucking weird and so goddamn good. Yeah. Like, it was a great movie. 
great movie. But it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. No. But I didn't know what I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Because, like, the marketing was so weird. And I think part of it was that I said it before, like, the title card reminded me of Knives Out, which is why it, my immediate thought was, like, oh, it's going to be some weird mystery yeah. thing. Which would have been fine, too. Ghost Ship. Do you remember Ghost yep. Ship? It was, like, bright pink. Like, fun and camp. And you think, okay, we're in for a interesting ride. Mm-hmm. I mean... We were. We were. Yeah. Um, okay. Out of five? Five. Yeah. No question. No question. It's one of the best movies I've seen in a really long time. Mm-hmm. Not, maybe not, like, the best movie of 2023. I still think that's, like, probably, for me, Banshees, but, um, well, that I saw in 2023. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was really, really good. And I'd like to watch it again now that I, like, know. Mm-hmm. I want to, because I imagine... Because I remember, like, Promising Young Woman was amazing. Mm-hmm. And I watched it again, and there's a bunch of things that, if you're paying attention, little Easter eggs and stuff. So I'd like to see the Easter eggs here. Yes. Now that I know what to expect. And now that I'm not waiting for, like, some kind of monster to come out of the closet. 100%. Or, like, the butler Once to kill someone. Once you've, like, gotten rid of the tension, yeah. you don't know what is coming next. I think it'll be a very interesting rewatch. Also would love a movie of the butler. <laughs> He was incredible. He was for sure, like, fired immediately, I imagine. Yes. Because it looks like the house was empty of staff. Mm -hmm. Understandable. He Mm -hmm. doesn't want anyone around, considering he's got all his fucking little trophies everywhere. Yeah. Of everyone he's killed. Yeah. Wouldn't make sense to have any memories of people who worked for the family there. No. But yeah, I would love the movies of the, a movie of the butler. Mm -hmm. Just, like, telling his story. That'd be great. Um, no, I loved it. It was great. And so I, my buddy Steve, we, we were talking about it. He watched it the day after I did. And he's like, I'm trying to figure out what people hate about it. Like, why they're so angry about it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I think it's because they're dumb. <laughs> Which is like, that's my default. But like, I think, I think you have to be at least like moderately intelligent mm-hmm. in order to like pick up on some of the things well, that so are here. and there's so many oblique references yes. to other stuff. Well, like, you there. have... There's a scene at one point in time where Felix is in the pool by himself. Yes. Not knowing that he's gonna die, but once you know that he's gonna die, you're like, okay, Jay Gatsby, I got yeah. you, right? And, like, and same, the party where no one knows the name, and, yeah. like, all of these little things that if you don't have that background but right away i was like this or is even fucking... just him stalking through the hedge maze yeah it's like shining vibes yeah but like Everywhere. looking noticing right away that this is i was like this is just like 2023 ripley yes totally and to know what that is which i don't know that people necessarily would well i think anymore like that's not i mean that movie was made in 1997 mm-hmm. it's been a long time that's true and i think this the people in this film had marketing people thinking 20-year-olds were going to go see it. Yes. And I think that's incorrect. No, because the funniest part of all of this is watching people's reactions online when they were trying to watch this movie with their families over the holidays. I have watched movies with my parents that I shouldn't have watched with my parents. We went to see Wolf of Wall Street in theaters. I was, you know my parents, I was sitting in between them. Like, oh, your poor mother. You know what? Actually, I think she liked it more than my dad did. Um, but really? same, at the same time, it's like... Three, did she love Leo? Not really. But oh. I think she was like intrigued by the, like, the sort of based on true story part of it. My dad doesn't really like foul language. And so the, I think that part of it for him was like yeah. too much. Too much. Um, but like when he does coke, 
out of a hooker's ass. I was like, well, here we are, and my parents are here, and it's New Year's Eve. I was like, cool. Mm -hmm. After that, like, it could not, in that particular movie, there was nothing in that movie that was worse than that. that. And that was three minutes in. So, like, it was, like, you kind of settled into it. The bad shit didn't, like, it was uncomfortable at the beginning because you thought Chris was going to murder everybody. Yes. But, like, I was like, okay, it's a thriller. This is where we're going. And then you're like, okay, he's not... He's not murder, here. Who's who, uh, and then and then it's like obviously it's gonna be Farley, you know. And, and, and then the bathtub <laughs> thing happens, and it's like, ooh, I wouldn't want to watch that with my parents. Yeah, like Coke, no problem. This probably not. And then, then the Venetia scene. And then the Venetia scene. And then fucking Farley. Yes, and it just like it gets worse. Yeah, and worse. And, and so anyone fucking the grave. Yeah, that's that's it for me. Like, no, thank you. If I could have made it past the bathtub scene with my parents in the room I would have given myself a gold star because like there's no possible way my parent my dad was mentioning something about it the other night and I was like don't watch it you'll hate it mm-hmm. he's like are you sure and I said oh 100% I was like both of you will hate it yeah oh god yeah yeah maybe they won't I don't know but if they watch it I don't want to know about it <laughs> yeah like I have no interest in you know what's so funny I was thinking about that because we <sighs> We try to, like, protect our parents from these things. Yeah. And how is Max going to feel in 20 years when he knows I've seen Saltburn and thoroughly enjoyed it? So here's the you thing. You know what I mean? No, I, I, yes, I agree. But I'm not trying to protect my parents from it. I don't want to hear them talking about it. It's not even a protection so thing. protection of you. Well, yes, because the thing is, I love my parents dearly. Thinking but they would have... parents in a sexual way no no but they would have questions and i don't want to answer the questions well yeah they would be like the yeah there would be questions about, and i was just like i don't want to talk mom like when was he like in the bathtub i'm like mom use your brain for like 14 seconds just you know what i mean you saw him masturbating yeah in like come on mom did you see the color of the water yeah nobody had to clean it up it was in the tub mm-hmm. come on you know, like just also yeah. Rude, you're not rinsing out the tub. Uh right. It's a shared bathtub. I know. Um. Anyway. Yeah, five out of five, six out of five, maybe. I'm gonna watch it again. I would love to watch it again now that I've seen it and I've like processed it and had my thoughts and been and disappointed that like Baby Monk wasn't in it more. Yes. Because he should be in everything apparently. Um. But like. I would just love to watch all those Easter eggs mm-hmm. and rewatch it with my notes in front of me so I could be like see what you're thinking when you're thinking yeah it. yeah and reflecting on those same thoughts yeah, yeah which and it's funny because I talk to my kids about this sometimes about how I like read stuff and then read it again and again and they're like why I'm like well because you pick up different things mm-hmm. right like and you don't know the shape of the story the first time you read it yeah and it's important to do it again once you do. Yeah, which is why I tell them, like, when we're doing something, like, you should read it again. Mm-hmm. If you can, like, read this section again or read the story again or read this article again. Because it's going to, you're going to get something different from it mm-hmm. the next time. And I was like, I, and that's why I also say that, like, your interpretation is, like, necessarily going to be different than mine. Because I've read this 14 times, mm-hmm. including a reread last night. Whereas you're seeing it for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I'm expecting you to do some work with it. So, like, mm-hmm. don't stress. But it's the same kind of thing with a movie like this. Like, I can watch other movies. I watched Plane on Saturday. <laughs> Did you? It's better than I thought it was going to be. Did you see um, Moonfall? No. Okay. So. I was wondering if it was comparable. We have a list. So what we used to do, my friends and I, when their baby was little, is I would go over there on Fridays after work and we'd hang out. Mm-hmm. And we would watch movies. And on Netflix's old rating system, 
used to have a star rating system. And so we had a, a deal that the average rating for movies between the three of us couldn't be higher than three out of five. So we were like intentionally watching it's bad terrible, movies. So, yeah. And then now that they've gotten rid of the... It's either a thumbs up or a thumb, thumbs down. No, it's two thumbs up, thumbs up or thumbs down. There's a two oh, thumbs up. Okay. But now what we do is we go to... We just do a Google search and we look at the IMDb score. Got to be under seven. And the Rotten Tomatoes score, anywhere between 20 and 60. Okay, fair. So, like, because we don't we don't want to watch something that's got, like, a three on Rotten Tomatoes. Because it's going it's, to be, like... It'll be joyless. Intentionally yeah. bad. Yeah. So, I can't remember what we... We, we watched another Gerard Butler the last time I was there Mm -hmm. and it was last seen alive which is terrible oh really plane is the same premise ish but so much better like it's interesting very fun it's yeah it's just it's almost like snakes on a plane and like you get it's a movie about a plane like Mm -hmm. there's not much more to it than that you don't really learn much about the characters Mm -hmm. there's a bad French Canadian accent like it's it's fine from Gerard no just kidding he's Scottish as always uh yes does he have an American no he doesn't have I was gonna say does he have an American accent he never does no he can't he can't he's got the thing with the lip and like he would never be able to disguise it um but it was entertaining and it was fun right Mm -hmm. so like I'll watch something like that and not have to think critically about it in any way shape or form and while we're watching we're talking and being like oh that's gonna be bad and then someone gets like shot with a rocket launcher and you're like whoops yes don't I don't ever need to think about that movie again. Mm-hmm. I will because there was a couple of really funny things that I like enjoyed out of it. Same with like snakes on a plane when the door blasts open and the guy gets the python gets like sucked out with the guy inside. It's fu- like it is like singed into my brain. But I don't need to think critically mm-hmm. about snakes on a plane mm-hmm. or plane or whatever. Um, but this I would love to go back mm-hmm. and like rewatch. Speaking of plane. New idea for Gerard Butler movies. Are you ready? Train. So, yes. <laughs> Train, bus, scooter, bike, car. Yeah. Like the, the, he, <laughs> he just needs to be on modes of transportation. Roller skate. And somehow the modes of transportation are like get smaller. integral to the plot. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, 100%. Yeah, just, but I was thinking about it because, again, we, were talk- <laughs> we had talked about Saltburn a little bit because they haven't seen it yet. And I said, well, I felt a little bit at first like it was Knives Outy. Like, that was the yeah. impression that I got. And then that's where I said, I was like, this is what Gerard Butler needs to do. It's just movies where he's, like, a driver, essentially. Mm-hmm. A train conductor, a bus driver, a limo, whatever. Yeah. And his vehicle becomes central to the plot. Yeah. Whether it could be a tricycle, I don't care. Stick in the formula that works. One word titles, modes of transportation. Be the Richard Armitage of yes. Harlan Coben shows. <laughs> yes, and like, <laughs> and and just like, and have an assault rifle at some point in time. Yeah. And kill something. Great. It was great. Love that for you, Super Gerard. fun. It would be, it would, if he were to do something like that. He did it with like the, whatever, the president movies. Yeah, they were fine. They were fine too. Again, I don't even think critically about those either. But the formula worked. Yes. And now we found another formula that clearly works, so we should just like stick with it. It Plane. would be Train. hysterical. Boat. Yeah. <laughs> Bus. Bus. Gondola. <laughs> like literally anything. Gondola. <laughs> oh, Tram. Yeah. Like just anything i think it would be very funny amazing yeah and he would be great at it ski lift yes what else do you have nothing that's the end of the list wagon wagon (laughs) hey one one word it's got to be one word titles that's the thing that's the formula works one word mode of transportation where gerard butler could be a hero 
Is it always like a young girl's been taken hostage? That's uh, what I imagine it is. No, in this one, he... I'm going to spoil this movie too, I guess. Okay. Um, he's a pilot <laughs> flying... But he's an actual pilot, commercial pilot. Yeah. And he's flying on New Year's Eve to go back okay. home. Mm-hmm. Oh, His daughter's in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And it's very clear that her mother was American because she does not have a Scottish accent. <laughs> but anyway, her mother's dead. She's living with her aunt in Hawaii. They don't have a good relationship, father and daughter. But he's going, and he promises her he'll be back. And of course he isn't. They fly into a storm, lose all systems, they get struck by lightning. So there's, like, some actual piloting that has yes. to take place. And then they find this, like, strip of road, which is essentially a mining road, in the Philippines to, to land, land on. on. And it turns out that it's, like, controlled by bad people. Because of course it is. This is a classic Reacher scenario. Yeah, but there's only 14 passengers on the plane, and one of the passengers is a French-Canadian criminal who's being extradited. And so drama, his drama. handler, he's, what's his, uh, what was the show? Um, oh no, what's the show? The Marvel show. I don't want to be, like, rude about it. Oh no. You don't want to be Rita about it? Rude about it. Oh. Uh, It'll come to me in a second. Anyway. The Marvel show. Yeah. Which one? I can't remember. I gotta look it up. Sorry. Give me a second. But anyway, so his handler is just the handler and the prisoner, and then 12 other people, basically. Mm -hmm. There's, like, a social media influencer. She's... No. Um, Luke Cage. Oh, I love him. Yeah. not Luke Cage? Yeah, Luke Cage. Oh, I love Luke Cage. And he's great. He's great. So he's the prisoner. Yeah. And then in the turbulence... The handler's, like, looking at his phone, drops the phone, takes the seatbelt off gets to go gets the phone, and then the flight attendant, for whatever fucking reason, takes her seatbelt off to tell him to come back to his seat, and then they hit this big bump, and they both, like, die. Mm-hmm. Flight attendant breaks her neck on the seat, and then, right, so the plane crashes, two dead bodies, and then they he takes everybody off the plane, and they get some supplies off and build a little shelter and whatever, and he's like, okay, we got to figure out, you know, mm-hmm. we got to find a place to get some communication, because I don't know where we are, blah, blah, blah. And then it turns out they're on this mining road and there's like, you know, whatever. Shit. Bad shit going on. He, he, he goes off. He takes the prisoner with him uh, because he, no one wants to be around this guy. So he sure. takes him with him. And he used to be, of course, in the Air Force. So, like, he's got some training. Well, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, sure. Uh, he's, they talk about him being in the RAF, but he's very clearly, like, Scottish nationalist. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> like, there's no question in my mind. Yeah. I mean, he could be both, I yeah. guess. Yeah, so anyway, so he's a commercial pilot now, does his thing, takes the prisoner off with him. Prisoner, like, escapes, of course, because he leaves. And then finds this, like, shelter thing, finds a satellite phone, makes a phone call, gets through to his daughters, like, tell them this happened. He's trying to call the airline to be like, we're stranded, whatever. And she's like, sir, we've got all these crank calls about this, I don't believe you. She needs to get fired. She, anyway, so he calls his daughter, she relays some As information. As if a plane not arriving where it's supposed mm-hmm. to wouldn't cause huge news. Right. We were all alive for Malaysia. Right. Flight, yeah. Was it 41370 or whatever? Yeah. Like. Yes. That's oh, a big deal. I know. And then so somehow this airline has like Tony Goldwyn working as like a crisis management Love guy it. with like an extraction team because of where they are. And it's mm. all volatile and, you know, trying to get these people up. Anyway, things happen. A bunch of people end up dead is what you really need to know. The story is like unimportant mm-hmm. ultimately, but Luke Cage helps him. And then when it comes time for him to like get the plane back working, which they do, him and the co-pilot like it's figure out the team. electrical systems, not quite. Oh. No, Luke Cage steals all the money that the extraction team brought. It's like $500,000 so that he doesn't Love have to go. Yeah, it's great. And he but he like is the last guy protects 
the plane or whatever. And then they go and he lands in another island, another Philippine island that's like not under rebel control, essentially. And then they're, you know, taken to safety and stuff. Calls his daughter because he's got service again. All this, his phone somehow never, he gets shot like 19 times, but his phone <laughs> is fine. Um, you know, but like, there's nothing to analyze. There's no subtext. It's a Spike Lee joint, right? Like yes. the text is the text. Mm-hmm. It was so fun. I still had some questions. Uh, well, I'm sure they were logical and logistical. Yes, like actual nature. continuity questions. Yes. I'd be like, I don't understand. But not what is the motivation yeah. of Oliver? Is he trying to be him yeah. or trying to fuck him? And the answer is both. The answer is yes. It's yeah. not like reading Icebreaker being like, I have a fundamental problem with the ice. <laughs> Because figure skating ice and hockey ice are not the fucking same. You know, but like, it's not it like that. But anyway. Yeah, so the car one will be great whenever it comes out. Bus, whatever. Excavator. Like, there are I so mean, many options. Excavator. Oh, my God. Snowplow. Snowplow. Dog sled. Snow so, piercer. Snow, so many <laughs> options. I'm in. Let's do this. Snow let's, train. Let's pitch it. Um, okay, other things that we've watched. There was a question that has been going around on the Twitter of late and it was what are 13 what was it 13 shows that like explain who you are. i know but that seems hang on um oh there we go yeah uh 13 tv shows to get to know me yes and you were like 13 and i was like yes but you could like go back to childhood yeah. like it doesn't have to be necessarily contemporary stuff so i made a list for kelsey and she made a list for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I only could come up with 11. For me? For you. Okay. But I got like 14 for me because I couldn't pick. And there's reasons why I couldn't pick between these last two. And I'll explain them when we get okay, there. Okay, you go first. With my list for me? Yes. Okay. And I'll mark my shit. <laughs> this is in like no particular order except yes. for the first one is Friday Night Lights. Okay. Uh, Ted Lasso. Mm-hmm. Last Kingdom. Mm-hmm. New Girl. The Raccoons. <sighs> Fucking love that show. Are you serious? Yes. I forgot. Yes. Some of my, like, left-wing communist sensibilities come from that particular show. Oh. And they didn't even look like raccoons. No. Uh, they were weirdly anthropomorphic. Yeah. Um, Fleabag. Mm-hmm. X-Files. Mm-hmm. Reacher. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, didn't have that. Pitch. Oh. Oh, my God. Oh, right. Yes. That show, had, like, altered my brain I chemistry. I about that, that show. show. Freaks and Geeks. Bridgerton mm-hmm. and then my last two which I like legitimately could not decide between because the first one I watched like religiously when it was on in the early stages and then I've like hate watched it almost to the end but I haven't actually finished it mm-hmm. the other one I hated when I was younger but I've now watched through three times and I understand all of the characters so much better because I'm an adult. Seinfeld. I'm so fucking good, Megan. They're all, like, Seinfeld is, they're all the worst people in the world, but, like... I got nine. All of the things about them, I get. Yeah. But, like, The Walking Dead was so good, and then it was so bad, and I still haven't watched the final season, but I have to because I'm a completionist, so, like, at some point I will will watch it. I just, like don't have the emotional capacity to do so to get in the right place so what did you what did you what did you get and what did you what did you guess wrong i got walking dead x-files ted lasso last kingdom friday night lights reacher seinfeld bridgerton and fleabag okay the other things i had on my list were 
The Office, Outlander, Gilmore Girls, Blue Bloods. It's true, but only like a very specific like and normal people. I did love normal people. Yeah, but it's so sad. I'm surprised at how many comedies I didn't put on your list. Yeah, like mine is like yeah. Drama, 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 drama. Yeah. So, okay. So the thing with The Office, it's it's fine. But like... When I first met you? Yes. Religious rewatcher of it. Because I was... Yeah, because that's what I was rewatching yeah. at the time. Because it was just comfort. I can't believe I didn't put New Girl on the list. Uh, that was really dumb. Where Yeah, and New Girl I don't watch as much because it's on Disney and it's like one more like bump to get to. So I'm like, oh, I'll get around to it eventually. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's just... easier when it was on Netflix. There's things about New Girl that are, that are just like burned in my brain. And every once in a while, like, there'll be something that a character will say on something else. And in my head, it's like the cadence and the, the thing I identify with is like a character okay. from New Girl. Not just necessarily, <laughs> lots of times it's Nick. But like it's somebody from New Girl, not from something else. Mm-hmm. Right? Or and with Brooklyn Nine-Nine, the thing that I hear all the time, and now that Andre Barra is dead, it like maybe resonates a little more. It's the episode where they're working the night shift and Kevin and uh, Holt are like, unhappy because they're apart all the time and rosa tells him that he needs to get laid and he's like when he's like how dare you detective diaz i am your superior there's like this like this cadence and that's like it hits and like very so i'll hear stuff every once in a while but it's for me the one the comedy is definitely new girl yeah um but like pitch altered my brain chemistry and i was so devastated when that show went off the air um and it was just one season wasn't it 10 episodes oh Ten episodes, and they could have made more. The thing is, is I think Pitch was at that place in time where it should have moved to streaming. Yes. and But there wasn't that push for stuff that had been no. recently cancelled to be shopped around. But the problem, it couldn't, the problem with Pitch is because it was a Fox production yeah. and Fox was covering baseball, baseball, so they were able to use, like, Katie Nolan... Was, was on, on the show yeah. and they were using like um people legit people joe buck and yeah. for comments so like that's part of the and they had like the fox score bug so like the that production piece was like tied in but yeah like that show i think about it often every once in a while there'll be a, a question it'll be like what show do you wish had never been canceled that's always the one because yeah. every other show even as much as i love freaks and geeks every other show that i've watched that was canceled before it's time i was like fair enough like freaks and yeah. geeks was okay it was a good solid Run, like it was only one season but it was like a solid 18 episodes whatever mm-hmm. but pitch i was like no that story's unfinished. it was robbed of yes it was robbed of a resolution yes and i think they made it with the intention of not having a resolution with the expectation of a second, a season. second season and so now here we are ruined my life okay let's hear what you got i have the simpsons lost ted lasso dark the last kingdom reacher peaky blinders CSI Las Vegas. <laughs> Specifically, okay. Sense8, Bridgerton, Stranger Things, Outlander, Sex Education. Okay. I didn't do too bad, all things considering. I only got 11, because I ran out of time. Last Kingdom, mm-hmm. Fleabag, Reacher, Ted Lasso, Shetland, Lost. I swapped Shetland out for Peaky Blinders, like, legit an hour ago. Did you? Because I also have Peaky Blinders on here. Yeah. Lost, Bridgerton, Stranger Things, Peaky Blinders, I put The Crown, and Outlander, and then I have mm-hmm. two left. This is why we're friends, clearly. Yeah. You crushed it. Clearly. I'm very happy with my nine. Yeah. I think that was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, that's pretty good. 
That is pretty good. Um, it's just, it's one of those things, too. Oh, I don't understand on your list. There's other things. Like, that's that's just yeah. it. And, like, it was funny because when I got to, like, the when I said that you can go back to childhood, I was already thinking about the raccoons because I loved that show, like, so much. But, like, some of the things, watching little clips of it on YouTube, I'm like, oh, it was a really good show. Mm-hmm. And there was just something about it, that, I don't know, that I just really enjoyed that whole, that whole thing. Um... Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's interesting to see because some of the lists that, like, I'm not trying to be judgmental. I used to be so much more of, like, a book snob than I am now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm trying not to be a TV snob. But, like, some people, some things I was seeing online, I was just like, have you ever watched good TV? Like, you know? Yeah. And, like, and it's fine. People watch what they watch. And, like, it's fine. But I think <sighs> my list tells you a lot about me. Yes. Right? Yes. Like, especially something like... CSI Las Vegas. So I have a question about The Simpsons. Oh yeah, sure. All of The Simpsons, or do you, where where do you stop? Fifteen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. the The generally accepted stopping point is anywhere between like twelve, 12 to seventeen ish. Yeah. yeah. Every once in a while, there's something. There's like a moment that's okay, but for the most part, yeah, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Which is too bad. Because it's a great, it was a great show. Yeah, it for, was for a lot of. It was a great show for a lot of years already. Like we don't need another seventeen it's years as old of it. As I am. Yeah, isn't that? This is insane. Yeah, insane. It's as old as I am. But yeah, so there is that. Like there's a, a sort of agreed upon stopping point. Yes, and I think it it lost a lot of the heart of what it tried to be. Yeah. After that point, where it was like really commoditized yes i think that's fair. not like i didn't have the cassette to simpsons sings the blues okay i had it we had the merch yeah but it yeah it lost something after season 15 yeah sure uh however i really like the movie it was great the movie was phenomenal it was very fun but it was it was the right kind of right amount of fan service yes for people who love the like early stuff seasons yeah although that movie's like old now so oh seven yeah i know came out the year I graduated high the, school. No, stop it. The reason that I went <laughs> to see that movie was because... No, the re- we were going to go see it. And then it was sold out. This was back before you could like buy tickets mm-hmm. online or whatever. So uh, we... Got was, uh Insured Park. <laughs> um, so it was me and Riva and our friend Ken and his roommate at the time. Um, we're going to go see a Simpsons movie. And then we couldn't. So we went to see Shoot 'em Up instead. Oh, great choice. Which, I mean, it was the only thing that was... Anyway, that movie was so bad. Mm -hmm. And then I've watched it since, and it doesn't take itself seriously at all, and it's fucking phenomenal. Mm -hmm. It's so entertaining. Um, It's very much, like, plain, and so... Like, it's called Shoot 'em Up. A lot of shooting happens. You know what's gonna happen. People die. Yeah. Um, But I remember, yeah, I was disappointed not being able to see The Simpsons movie, and then we went the next week anyway, and it was fun. But yeah, I loved The Simpsons movie. It was so fun. So great. But... Yeah, the show has lost. Yeah, well, I think, and they, to make the film, it was a lot of the original people came together to figure out what yeah. the screenplay was going to be. Yeah, which makes a big difference. Yes, 100%. Um, I rewatched Ted Lasso over Christmas. Mm-hmm. Fucking shattered me. Like, because I watched it, because before, when, it, when season three came out, I watched it, like, weekly. It yeah. So it was a little bit less. But knowing how it ends and like waiting for the bill oh it was awful it was awful (laughs) i was on your list i was so upset about i know but like there was there's something about it and i put something on twitter about it but there's something about ted's 
like overwhelming positivity that while it's very annoying because it would be mm-hmm. is also so refreshing because yes. he's not there's only like two instances in the show where he gets mad and one of them is when like Rebecca loans like sends Jamie back to Man City and the other's at his mom yeah yeah and that's it yeah. So he does. So there's that like that positivity. Or it's performative, mad. Yes, yes. Yeah. Where he's like trying to prove a point. But there's something about that that's so refreshing mm-hmm. because he just like isn't about that negativity. It's not cynical whatsoever. No. And like, but I think a lot of people feel like it. It's disingenuous somehow because like people aren't like that generally speaking. But he's just so positive that like you can't help but root for him. Mm-hmm. But I'm convinced that he made the wrong choice. He should have stayed in Richmond. Yes, 100%. Because I his kid feel... sucks. No, I don't think his kid <laughs> sucks. I think his ex-wife sucks. Um, because, like, he left because to try and, like, fix his family. Mm-hmm. And clearly that didn't work. And he feels like he's fucked up. But he's found this other thing... To fill. That he just yeah. walks away from without looking back just and like, like he did from his family yeah and yeah. and it bothers me at the end of it that he's not at beard's wedding yes like it bothers me a lot because you don't do that to your friend especially after what we learn about beard yes yeah and so that again at the end that really pissed me off i was like no i don't i don't buy this mm-hmm. anyway i watched that again and then i watched more of the last kingdom which like Man, that first season is just so good. I know. You texted me about Ebba, and I was yep. like, don't fucking remind me. <laughs> it's, I watched it this time. I'm just trying to get through a day where my toddler is not map, napping, Megan. I don't want to think about that fucking Achilles, okay? <laughs> but, like... I'm dealing with my own trauma over here. Your own toddler terrorist? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, um... No, it's funny, because I have only watched his Achilles Get Sliced, like, twice of the, like, six times I've watched that show. You skip it? Yeah, I just close my eyes. Because you know it's coming. I like to watch the fight. Yeah. And then I just close my eyes until he screams and falls over. And then I, like, watch it again. Because I just don't want to... I don't want to see it. But this time I didn't. And I was like, oh, that wasn't as bad as I remembered. But it's so good. Like, it's such a great show. It's such a great show. You know, I was thinking about it today, though. Because um, I was thinking about how good the fighting truly is in it. Because over the summer, we were at a public wave pool in Calgary. And there were some people LARPing in full suits of armor and everything and they were like being coached by someone on sword fighting it was the worst thing i've ever seen in my life megan i could i was just like okay now i understand how good it is in the last kingdom because when people who have no idea how to do it it looks like children playing with lightsabers yes like it's awful yeah yeah, and he wields that blade like it is an extension of his arm. It's incredible. Yeah, it's good. Um, yeah, I might reread the books too, all of them from the beginning I again. Tried and I could not get into it. That's fair. Like I just for what my dad and I read both for the first one. And I was like, yeah, I love this, and yeah. then it just kept. Maybe I need to retry, but. Um, also, I was looking for something on Twitter, and I discovered that in the year of our Lord, 2015, I made some comment about how if someone made a TV show out of The Last Kingdom, I would be, like, the <gasps> happiest person alive. And then, no. like, months later, they announced it. I was like, how did I... You genius. How did I know? <laughs> the best. Yeah, I was just like, what? What do you say? Yeah. Um, do you have anything... No. 
I'm very pleased with myself about how well I did on yours. Love feeling seen by how good you did on mine. It's good. So funny that you put Shetland on there and then I just took it off. Shetland's a good one. The stuff on my list that I didn't put in. Okay. These are the extras. 30 Rock, Shetland, Haunting of Hill House, okay. Man in High Castle, Bodyguard. Okay. Marvelous, Sensing a theme here. Marvelous Miss Maisel, <laughs> Fleabag, and The Great. Okay. So, okay. All right. So two of the things you didn't put on your list were on your, like, runner-up list. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Because Fleabag loved it. Can never watch it again. Yeah. Can never watch it again. So it's it, so it's so funny. It's so cutting. It's so brilliant. So sad. It's so sad. So I think we've talked about it. I'm sure yes, we've spoiled yes, the ending. Yes, yes. I saw an interview with Andrew Scott, which also, if it wasn't minus forty fucking degrees, we'd go see that movie we would right go see now. that movie yes. like tonight. We would have planned our day differently. Yeah. But anyway, it's too cold. Um, I saw an inter- interview with Andrew Scott and. Maybe Paul Meskel was part of it, too, or maybe it was... I can't remember. Anyway, because all of their press for all of us strangers looks phenomenal. Mm-hmm. They're talking about... I think it was I think it was just an interviewer asking him, like, what's the most memorable, like, thing that a character of his has said? Yeah. And it's in Fleabag when he says, it'll pass. it'll pass. And it was really interesting because he was talking about how his character is telling her that she'll get over it and the interviewer is like yeah but doesn't he have to get over it as well and it's one of those things that when you watch it like because she breaks the fourth wall Mm -hmm. you feel like when you're watching it you're her not anybody else because she's the one who's like directly communicating with you Mm -hmm. but in that particular moment it's him saying it's him saying it for both of them yeah because it applies to both it applies well he tells her that he loves her Mm -hmm. but like has made his choice and goes away like walks off but i've never like considered it because of mm-hmm. how she breaks the fourth wall and she's like inviting us along with her but not mm-hmm. with anyone else but when he says that like he's saying it for both of them and i was like oh and oh no me and he was just like and sometimes you read something in a script that just like hits you mm-hmm. and you know like yeah i have to do this because of this you know, like this line, this thing, this, I have to do this 100%. project. And I was like, man, what a feeling that must be. Well, and she's so brilliant. Everything she oh. writes is so wonderful. I, I saw I've, our Insta algorithms <laughs> are just the same because my whole explore page is all Andrew Scott, Paul Mezcal. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And, and a little bit of Jonathan Bailey and White. Yes, and Julian Anderson. <laughs> yes, in white. yes, with with vulvas all over her dress. My cousin, one of my cousins, she like every time there's award shows, she just like puts on her story like thumbs up, thumbs down of all these things, and she really disliked Julian Anderson's dress. I would have liked it if it was like peach. Yes, but she like she was like plain white, blah blah blah, and I was like, no 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 no, no zoom no. in, and she was like, oh my god, she's like changed my mind. She's yeah. but that was what she said is that it would be nice if the threads like the embroidery was just a slightly darker yes. shade so it stood out even to like shine a little bit mm-hmm. but she's like oh that's genius like, or I know. if it was like a satin like slightly reflective yeah would have been great oh i forget what we were talking about our install oh, yes. and andrew scott had this because everyone always asked him about fleabag and he's so i mean how many years ago was it now four or five but he's so generous to yes continue to sing its praises and he was just really talking about how it's such a deeply honest 
thing to say to someone mm-hmm. and how that is so rare mm-hmm. to have someone who loves you enough and cares about you enough to tell you a really hard truth while it also hurts yourself. Yes. And like what a beautiful thing that is to portray. Yes. One well, it's but the way that that one ends it's sad because like because you get the feeling that like they will never speak again. Yes. And that's the rough part. Mm-hmm. Which is why she like doesn't invite you to walk along with her. Yeah. At the end. But like yeah, the delivery of that like the whole thing is just so it's so beautiful. It's just so so beautiful. What a wonderful actor he is. I know. It's oh. Well, and like to think I didn't love Sherlock because it's not my jam so and I don't like Benedict Joe. Cumberbatch, so like, you know, he was great. So and so and evil, sexy in it too. Oh yeah, but like How in a is he dark, so sexy. I know, I know. Ugh. But in like a dark, mysterious, like yes. vindictive kind of Explosive. way, right? Like whereas in Fleabag, in both senses, very forbidden. Yes, that's part of it. Is like he shouldn't it. want it because of like who he is mm-hmm. right whereas in Fleabag it's the collar like you're like oh no he's the priest like that's not yeah right in real life yeah he's just not into us <laughs> yeah so, I mean like probably Such the best for the best all the best ones yeah you know? it's true it's very true <laughs> I remember when Neil Patrick Harris came out and every and like every mother and grandmother I knew was so I was like all the best ones are gay <laughs> Yeah. He's our best one, huh? They are just like wildly unavailable. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Weird. Anyway, um, do you have anything else? This is a good one. Just please, just punch to be here with you. Yes, this person. is amazing. We should do it again sometime. <laughs> but the next time we do an in-person one, we should watch something. Is what we should do. Fuck yes. Because I think it would be very fun to watch Plane. something. <laughs> well, Boat. I've already. But see, the thing is, I've already watched that one. Yeah, right? true. Then you don't need to think too much about it. Whereas I feel... What was the one that you asked? Moonfall? I've already seen it, though. See, I haven't. That would be... It's not as joyful as Plane. Yeah, Plane was, like, pretty good. Have you also seen Geostorm? No. Oh, Megan. Get on the Jerry Butler ride. Well, he's it's on the list. Because that's <laughs> apparently... So what we did for a while was watch Nick Cage movies. And some of them are very bad. Oh, the Indianapolis... Yeah, that was the worst. That one. might be the worst, worst movie one. I've ever seen. Oh, God. It's so bad. Because um, they blew all their budget on, like, CGI sharks. There were sharks in the water. But... Uh, no, but the one we watched, the Nick Cage one that we watched not that long ago, was one with Nicholas Holt. The, like, vampire. Renfield? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So fun. Oh, yeah. Like, campy is all shit. But it knew exactly what it was. Yes, it wasn't trying to be anything else. It was very fun. Mm -hmm. Um, It's when it's trying to be something else. But it's so funny because, you know what else I watched not that long ago? Leaving Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. And Nick Cage is phenomenal in that. He can act. Yes, of course. He just just chooses not to. Crazy stuff. Yeah, he just chooses not to. he's so in debt. Yeah. He does all these insane monies. Apparently... Just like Hugh Grant, who I believe has repeatedly said, I hated being in Wonka, but I have so many children and I need the money. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Great respect for your craft and your fellow actors. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Although I gotta say, though, like, I, I respect the honesty because mm-hmm. not everybody's job is great. And 100%. people go to work because they need the money. Yeah. We tend to look at people in that sort of... As... Yeah. As 
well separate off. What it's very separate, but they're still just going to working work actors. and getting a paycheck. And some of those, sometimes their paychecks are in the millions of dollars, and sometimes they're not, and that's fine. But I do respect. It's like, yeah, I needed some money, and yeah. you know, needed to do a thing. Whereas, like, Nicolas Cage, whenever I see, like, another weird movie that he's in, I think of that old SNL on Weekend Update when Andy Samberg would play him, and he'd be, like, talking about movies, and he'd be like, how am I not in that movie? (laughs) (laughs) And then one time, the real Nick Cage was on. Oh, God. It was just, it was, it was, like, it was priceless. It was so funny. But, yeah, it's like, how am I not in that movie? And it's, like, talking about the 19 movies that he's doing next month, and, like, which makes me think of what's her name in Parks and Rec, the porn star. Is it Brandy Max? Is that her name? I think so. Where she, like, talks about, like, how many movies she's done this year she started 384 films this year and yeah. stuff and i was like yeah that's nick cage <laughs> like 100%. that's what he's doing it's very funny <sighs> but yeah our next jared butler movie i'll let you know when we decide Perfect. we're gonna watch but yeah next time we do an in-person we should absolutely watch something oh greenland is good is it yes okay that was a choice but it was a slightly too high he's, rated i don't for think our... he's in moonfall I was thinking of Greenland. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we, that was on our list. It's good. But I think I it, it was too high for... I think it was <laughs> it was too high for our ratings. Yes, because it's like... 6.4, 78%. Yeah, that's too tricky. Yeah, so we're looking... It's a bit too average. <laughs> yeah, well, when we were reading, we were reading about it, and when we saw Planet Killing Comet, we were like, ooh, this sounds promising, and then we looked at the rating, and it's like, mm, that's a little too high. Yeah, I got it confused with Moonfall. Yeah, that's okay. Because Moonfall is quite similar. Um, but also, when you look at movies, uh, when you look at Greenland the movie, there's movies called, the, people also watch The Wave, A Breath mm-hmm. Away, These Final Hours. The Wave, the German The Wave? Uh, probably. I think so. Because that's not about a wave. Uh, oh, well, maybe not then. I don't know. <laughs> That's the one about fascism. No, a Norwegian geologist and his family fight for survival when a okay. massive landslide causes a 250-foot tidal wave. Got it. See, but the 6.6, 83% can't watch too good. it. It's yeah. too good. And also, it's probably not in English, which is part of the thing. But there's, like, 2012, Ice Age, mm-hmm. Apocalypse of Ice. That sounds like something, no, 2.6 and 6%. No. How? How do you make a movie that's that bad? I don't know. Um, anyway. Also, 2012 Ice Age, 2.2, Like, that's... Too low. Too low. Mm-hmm. We can't do that. Anyway. Greenland is maybe on the list. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll do a watch of something at some point in time. And the next time we'll talk, maybe we'll have both seen all of us strangers and we can cry about it for a while because I feel like this is going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, got a couple days off of my birthday. That's in a couple weeks, eh? Hey? Yeah, two exactly i see i see um okay well since we don't have anything else look for us on the internet i don't know where you can find our things i don't know what still exists out there everything is dying um yeah and email us website instagram podcasts on apple and soundcloud is where Mm -hmm. i post the things that's fine people know how to do things. yeah you know how to find us um and if you ever have any questions send them to our twitter and i'll probably read them eventually yes at some point in time at some point when i accidentally switched to the podcast account on on my twitter app (laughs) (laughs) just by accident when i pushed the thing at the top i'm like ah shit that's not what i wanted to do i do that on instagram all the time i get notifications sometimes and it's a post and then i like accidentally click it and it's just like some dumb hockey thing it's like a mark specter i was like that's clearly not on mine (laughs) and i'm like why is this here anyway find us and ask us some questions and listen to us i hope you enjoyed listening to us for an hour and 46 oh, minutes oh jesus christ it is time to go um as always thank you so much for listening and we'll see you in the dumpster